The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Happy Monday! I always say Monday is a chance to start over again and try to get it right this time. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Monday, January 16th, 2023, Monday of the second week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And our saint today is St. Fursey, 7th century Irish monastic founder. He was the brother of Saints Foylan and Ulan and was praised by St. Bede. Percy was born in Ireland as a noble. He founded Rathmat Abbey. In 630, Percy and his friends went to East Anglia, England, where he founded a monastery near Ugramuth on land donated by King Sigbert. And in his later years, Percy went to France to build a monastery near Paris. He was buried in Picardy. St. Bede and others wrote about Percy's intense ecstasies. St. Fursey died in about 650. St. Fursey, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Lord Jesus, I unite myself to your perpetual, unceasing, universal sacrifice. I offer myself to you every day of my life and every moment of every day according to your most holy and adorable will. Since you have been the victim of my salvation, I wish to be the victim of your love. Accept my desire, take my offering, and graciously hear my prayer. Let me live for love of you. Let me die for love of you. Let my last heartbeat be an act of perfect love. Amen. Along with Pope Francis, we pray that educators may be credible witnesses teaching fraternity rather than competition and helping the youngest and most vulnerable above all. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. In the Gospel of Luke, there are three references, three moments where it talks about haste. First of all, there's the haste of Our Lady going to her cousin Elizabeth. There's the haste of the shepherds. The shepherds went with haste to Bethlehem after they'd had the message from the angels. And then the third time, know what it is? Well, it's when Jesus meets Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus climbs up the tree to see Jesus and our Lord says to him, Zacchaeus, make haste. I must dine at your house today. And Zacchaeus, we're told, hastens to come down. And these three episodes speak to us of a holy haste in the presence of God. When God enters your life, somehow it speeds up. It's not a question of going into fast motion or starting to rush. But life takes on a new meaning, a new intensity. We could say a holy haste. It's not that Christians are always rushing around, but rather it's a spring in your step. 
as opposed to the sad lethargy of a life without God. Now I mention this because this has nothing to do with today's gospel. Confused? Well, nothing to do with today's gospel, but in another sense, everything to do with today's gospel. What do I mean? Let me explain. Well, I have to confess that the link is uniquely through a bad pun, a play on words. People who know me know that I like bad jokes or bad puns, and this is one, because today's gospel is all about fasting. And I want to focus on this, but in the sense of going fast. Get it? Funny, isn't it? Huh? Fasting? Going fast? Oh, well, never mind. Of course, if the fact is it only works in English, well, if work is the best way to describe such a bad pun. But let's go to the Gospel. Jesus, we want you to teach us everything. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. And people came and said to him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not? It's a good question, Jesus, that they ask you. And we're going to see in a moment your answer. But somehow John's disciples were considered more holy for being rigorous, for fasting. And there's a good point that we're not more holy uniquely for fasting. We're not more holy uniquely for being more rigorous. It's the spirit with which we do it. Indeed, Jesus, you warned us in the Gospel of Matthew about fasting to impress. They've had their reward. That's hypocrisy. Now, Lent is about five weeks away. We're in ordinary time. So it's not a time for hard penance, although it's good that we always have our daily little sacrifices. But it is a good time to speed up in our search for God, to hasten towards him, to go a bit faster towards God. St. Paul, on various occasions, talks of running to God, racing to God. One gets the sense that he really liked athletics. And he makes the point that only one wins. So we have to run to win. Now, it's not a question of competing against each other. And I think what he means is that we have to win against ourselves. Win against our vices. Athletes in a middle distance race have to make sure they're in a good position, ready for the final lap, and then the last straight. They're not yet sprinting, but they are beginning to speed up. They, they have to make sure that they're in the right position so that when the last lap comes, and particularly the last straight, they really can give it their full their full effort, but they have to be there. And that means every now and then speeding up, making sure they're not lagging behind, making sure they're exactly where they want to be. They're not sprinting, but they are speeding up. They're going faster. And that should be us now, in this ordinary time, as we look forward to Lent. And yes, we need to look forward to it and pray to the Lord, Lord, help me to go faster in Lent. Help me to want Lent. Help me to even want a bit of sacrifice. Help me to desire it. Perhaps now is the time to pray for this, to ask for a bit of generosity in Lent, so that we don't just enter into it reluctantly. Am I running to God? Are you, Jesus, my goal, my finishing line? Do I really want to win you? And yes, in a sense, fasting, self-denial, is a bit about going faster, racing to Christ, and therefore leaving things behind which slow us down. St. Josemaria describes having visited a battlefield during the Spanish Civil War, and seeing all sorts of objects strewn around the ground. It was explained to him that these actually were left behind by the victors in their rush to push forward to overcome the enemy. So precisely in order to win, they left things behind. You can't race to Christ with lots of possessions or creature comforts. Yes, when Christ is with us, we can feast. As you tell us, Jesus, in the Gospel, and Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests fast? while the bridegroom is with them. 
as long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. Well, in the church there are times of feasting and fasting. And we've just been through one. Christmas is very much a time of feasting, as is Easter later on. But it's not like a on-off switch. It's a bit like one of those lights you can adjust, increasing or lessening the light. And there's, in between these different seasons, there can be a bit of sort of variation. So that precisely that's what we're trying to live now. We're not in that intense time of penance and, and prayer, which is Lent. But we are trying to increase a little bit the, the intensity, the, the, the temper, if you like, the speed. We're going a little bit faster. A little bit moving towards the self-denial of Lent. And we're picking up our pace now. Jesus, you tell us the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them. And then they will fast in that day. Picking up the pace after Christmas. We've had the bridegroom with us. And of course, Jesus, you're always with us. But there are times when we feel more your presence. And there are times when we feel more your absence. And Lent is a bit more the absence Then our Lord gives some examples which suggest freshness. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost, and so are the skins. But new wine is for fresh skins. Jesus, you're talking about that freshness of a spirit, that youthful attitude which is ready to receive your good wine. And telling these people then that one wouldn't think of fasting while the bridegroom is present, i.e. the apostles needn't fast because Jesus is among them. Jesus is not encouraging a worldly attitude of eat, drink and be merry. He's not encouraging us Christians to spend our time eating and drinking or a false gluttonous mentality. In fact, when you reach the point that when all you want to do is feast and eat and enjoy banquets and luxury, you've actually ceased to be young. You've become an old cloth or an old wineskin. A young heart, while you might certainly enjoy an occasional banquet, is actually ready for any sacrifice and doesn't want to spend all his time in banquets. That would be boring. Young lovers, true lovers, will go through any hardship to win and keep the one they love. They also want to live, to do things, to get on in their career, to travel, to explore life, to burn energy through exercise and not just spend all their lives feasting. So Jesus, in calling on us to be these good, fresh wineskins, or this fresh cloth, this unstretched cloth, you're calling us to have that freshness of heart, that youth of heart, which is precisely a heart in love. And then life becomes for us a constant wedding feast, while we are ready for any sacrifice to serve Christ and his mission, because we love him. And then just as there's a good fasting, a speeding up in our relationship with God, there's also a good slowing. We need to slow down to pray. We need to give time to God. Not always rush, rush, rush. Our world is a world of frenetic activity, rush, noise. In fact, the devil wants this because he doesn't want us to pray. The poet Tom Gunn has these powerful words to say. One joins the movement in a valueless world, choosing it till both hurler and the held. One moves as well, always toward, toward. Always movement, always being hurled, hurling and being held. Toward, not knowing what toward, not having any clear sense of meaning, but towards something. So, yes, fasting, but also slowing. Slowing down to pray, to give time to God and others, to give time to speak, to give time to family, to give time to love, to give time to listen. Slow down. 
So yes, this is a time of fasting in the sense of going a bit quicker in our relationship to God as we look forward to Lent, giving him a bit more priority, not holding back. We're so slow to go to God at times. But as it's a holy haste, it needs the slowness, the calmness of prayer, the slowing down. And we see that in Our Lady. Our Lady listened carefully to God through the angel. She said yes to him with that holy slowness to deliberate, to be clear about what God wanted. There was no rush there. And then she was able to go in haste to help her cousin and speak about God, to share the good news of God's greatness with her. There we do want haste to be a bit quicker in our work of evangelization. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Garden Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 minutes past the hour. This is Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on Monday of the second week in Ordinary Time, January 16th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. The day begins for the church. We join now in prayer as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And and my my mouth will will proclaim your praise. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors, let him enter the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is the King of glory, the Lord the mighty, the valiant? The Lord, the valiant in war. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is he? 
the King of glory, He the Lord of armies, He is the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Bow down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. Bow down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your justice, set me free. Hear me and speedily rescue me. Be a rock of refuge for me, a mighty stronghold to save me. For you are my rock, my stronghold. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Release me from the snares they have hidden, for you are my refuge, Lord. Into your hands I commend my spirit. It is you who will redeem me, Lord. O God of truth, you detest those who worship false and empty gods. As for me, I trust in the Lord. Let me be glad and rejoice in your love. You who have seen my affliction and taken heed of my soul's distress have not handed me over to the enemy, but set my feet at large. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Bow down down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Have mercy on me, O Lord, 
for I am in distress. Tears have wasted my eyes, my throat, and my heart, for my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighs. Affliction has broken down my strength and my bones waste away. In the face of all my foes, I am a reproach, an object of scorn to my neighbors and of fear to my friends. Those who see me in the street run far away from me. I am like a dead man, forgotten, like a thing thrown away. I have heard the slander of the crowd. Fear is all around me as they plot together against me, as they plan to take my life. But as for me, I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My life is in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of those who hate me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your love. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. How great is the goodness, Lord, that you keep for those who fear you, that you show to those who trust you in the sight of men. You hide them in the shelter of your presence from the plotting of men. You keep them safe within your tent from disputing tongues. Blessed be the Lord, who has shown me the wonders of his love in a fortified city. I am far removed from your sight, I said in my alarm. Yet you heard the voice of my plea when I cried for help. Love the Lord, all you saints. He guards his faithful, but the Lord will repay to the full those who act with pride. Be strong. Let your heart take courage, all who hope in the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. God of kindness and truth, you saved your chosen one, Jesus Christ, and you gave your martyrs strength. Watch over your people who come to you here and strengthen the hearts of those who hope in you, that they may proclaim your saving acts of kindness in the eternal city. Blessed be the Lord, for For he has poured out his mercy upon me. Guide me in the way of your truth and teach me, for you are my saving God. From the book of Deuteronomy, Moses spoke to the people, saying, Now Israel, hear the statutes and decrees which I am teaching you to observe, that you may live and may enter in and take possession of the land which the Lord the God of your fathers is giving you. In your observance of the commandments of the Lord your God, which I enjoin upon you, you shall not add to what I command you, nor subtract from it. You have seen with your own eyes what the Lord did at Baal Peor. The Lord your God destroyed 
from your midst everyone that followed the Baal of Peor. But you, who clung to the Lord, your God, are all alive today. Therefore I teach you the statutes and decrees, as the Lord my God has commanded me, that you may observe them in the land you are entering to occupy. Observe them carefully. For thus will you give evidence of your wisdom and intelligence to the nations, who will hear of all these statutes and say, This great nation is truly a wise and intelligent people. For what great nation is there that has God so close to it as the Lord, our God, is to us whenever we call upon him? Or what great nation has statutes and decrees that are as just as this whole law which I am setting before you today? Ask now of the days of old, before your time, ever since God created man upon the earth. Ask from one end of the sky to the other, did anything so great ever happen before? Was it ever heard of? Did a people ever hear the voice of God speaking from the midst of fire as you did and live? Or did any God venture to go and take a nation for himself from the midst of another nation by testings, by signs, and wonders by war with his strong arm and outstretched arm, and by great terrors, all of which the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your very eyes. All this you were allowed to see, that you might know the Lord is God, and there is no other. Out of the heavens he let you hear his voice to discipline you. On earth, he let you see his great fire, and you heard him speaking out of the fire. For love of your fathers, he chose their descendants and personally led you out of Egypt by his great power, driving out of your way nations greater and mightier than you, so as to bring you in and to make their land your heritage, as it is today. This is why you must now know and fix in your heart that the Lord is God in the heavens above and on the earth below, and that there is no other. You must keep his statutes and commandments, which I enjoin on you today, that you and your children after you may prosper, and that you may have long life on the land which the Lord your God is giving you forever. Give heed, O Israel, to the commands of the Lord, and inscribe them in your heart as in a book. And I will give you a land where milk and honey flow. Listen, my people, to my warning, O Israel, if only you would listen to me. I will give you a land where milk and honey flow. A reading from a letter to the Ephesians by St. Ignatius of Antioch, Bishop and Martyr. Try to gather together more frequently to give thanks to God and to praise Him. For when you come together frequently, Satan's powers are undermined, and the destruction that he threatens is done away with in the unanimity of your faith. 
Nothing is better than peace, in which all warfare between heaven and earth is brought to an end. None of this will escape you if you have perfect faith and love toward Jesus Christ. These are the beginning and the end of life. Faith, the beginning. Love, the end. When these two are found together, there is God, and everything else concerning right living follows from them. No one professing faith sins. No one possessing love hates. A tree is known by its fruit. So those who profess to belong to Christ will be known by what they do. For the work we are about is not a matter of words here and now, but depends on the power of faith and on being found faithful to the end. It is better to remain silent and to be than to talk and not be. Teaching is good if the speaker also acts. Now there was one teacher who spoke, and it was made. And even what he did in silence is worthy of the Father. He who has the word of Jesus can truly listen also to his silence, in order to be perfect, that he may act through his speech, and be known by his silence. Nothing is hidden from the Lord, but even our secrets are close to him. Let us then do everything in the knowledge that he is dwelling within us, that we may be his temple, and he God within us. He is, and will reveal himself in our sight, according to the love we bear him in holiness. Make no mistake, my brothers, those who corrupt families will not inherit the kingdom of God. If those who do these things in accordance with the flesh have died, how much worse will it be if one corrupts through evil doctrine the faith of God for which Jesus Christ was crucified? Such a person, because he is defiled, will depart into the unquenchable fire, as will anyone who listens to him. For the Lord received anointing on his head, in order that he might breathe incorruptibility on the church. Do not be anointed with the evil odor of the teachings of the prince of this world, that he may not lead you captive away from the life that is set before you. But why is it that we are not all wise when we have received the knowledge of God, which is Jesus Christ? Why do we perish in our stupidity, not knowing the gift the Lord has truly sent us? My spirit is given over to the humble service of the cross, which is a stumbling block to unbelievers, but to us salvation and eternal life. Let everything you say or do be, be done, done in, in the, the name, name of, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Through him give thanks to God the Father. Whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. In the, In the name, name of, of our, our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who govern all things, both in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the pleading of your people and bestow your peace on our times. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Twenty-three minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming up in just a couple of minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday, January 16th, 2023, 
I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord reminds us that there's a time for fasting and a time for feasting. From the second chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and people came and said to Jesus, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost. And so are the skins. But new wine is for fresh skins. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find daily and Sunday Mass readings on the relevant radio app. The church is much more than its earthly members. Someone said that not going to church because of the hypocrites there is kind of like not going to the gym because of all the out-of-shape people who are there. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. The church does not cease to be holy because of the faults of her children, which are always strictly personal, even though these faults may have a great influence on the rest of their brothers and sisters. That is why a good son of the church will not allow people to insult his mother or blame her for defects she does not have. He will not let people criticize her or treat her badly. Still, even during those times in which her true face has been covered over by the infidelity of many who should have been faithful, and when only lives of very indifferent pieties seem to be common, at those very times perhaps hidden from people's gaze, Holy and heroic souls exist. Even in the epochs most obscured by materialism, sensuality, and a desire for physical well-being, there are faithful men and women who, in the midst of their everyday affairs, are God's joy in the world. The church is a mother. Her mission is that of bringing forth children and educating and directing them guiding with motherly care the lives of individuals and of whole peoples. She, holy and mother of all of us, provides us with the means to reach sanctity. Nobody can become a good child of God without lovingly and piously living these means of sanctification, because he cannot have God for his father who does not have the church for his mother. Thus we cannot imagine anyone having great love for God without having great love for the church. As our love for God springs from the love he has for us in this love, not that we love God, but that he loves us, our love for the church must flow from our gratitude for the means he offers us to reach sanctity. We owe him love for the priesthood for all the sacraments and very especially for the blessed Eucharist for the liturgy for the treasure of the faith that she has faithfully safeguarded down the centuries. 
We look at her with eyes of love and faith. We see she is holy, pure, without spot, unwrinkled. If by the will of Jesus Christ the church is our mother, a good mother, we must have the attitude of good children. We must not allow her to be treated as though she were a human society, forgetting the profound mystery enclosed within her. Let us never tolerate criticism against priests or bishops. And if ever we see errors and defects in those who perhaps should give better example, may we know how to make excuses for them and bring other positive aspects of those people to the fore, and when appropriate, help them with fraternal correction if we can. Love is repaid with love. Love should be expressed in deeds that should be noticed by the people who frequently come into contact with us. We will finish our prayer invoking Mary, Mater Ecclesiae, Mother of the Church, so that she can teach us to love the Church more and more each day. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, and we turn to one of the hinges of the Liturgy of the Hours as we join the whole church led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? When, when will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? Like the deer that yearns for running streams, so my soul is yearning for you, my God. My soul is thirsting for God, the God of my life. When can I enter and see the face of God? 
My tears have become my bread. By night, by day, as I hear it said all the day long, Where is your God? These things will I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would lead the rejoicing crowd into the house of God, amid cries of gladness and thanksgiving, the throng wild with joy. Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God, I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. My soul is cast down within me as I think of you, from the country of Jordan and Mount Hermon, from the hill of Mizar. Deep is calling on deep, in the roar of waters. Your torrents and all your waves swept over me. By day the Lord will send his loving kindness. By night I will sing to him, praise the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, Why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning, oppressed by the foe? With cries that pierce me to the heart, my enemies revile me, saying to me all the day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God. I will praise him still my Savior, and my God. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, when your strength takes possession of us, we no longer say, Why are you cast down, my soul? So now that the surging waves of your indignation have passed over us, let us feel the healing calm of your forgiveness. Inspire us to yearn for you always, like the deer for running streams, until you satisfy every longing in heaven. When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. Lord, show Show us us the radiance of of your mercy. Come to our aid, O God of the universe, and put all the nations in dread of you. Raise your hand against the heathen, that they may realize your power. As you have used us to show them your holiness, so now use them to show us your glory. Thus they will know, as we know, that there is no God but you. Give new signs and work new wonders. Show forth the splendor of your right hand and arm. Gather all the tribes of Jacob, that they may inherit the land as of old. Show mercy to the people called by your name, Israel, whom you named your firstborn. Take pity on your holy city, Jerusalem, your dwelling place. Fill Zion with your majesty, your temple with your glory. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. 
Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. The vaults of heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. The vaults of heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. The heavens proclaim the glory of God, and the firmament shows forth the work of his hands. Day unto day takes up the story, and night unto night makes known the message. No speech, no word, no voice is heard, yet their span extends through all the earth, their words to the utmost bounds of the world. There he has placed a tent for the sun. It comes forth like a bridegroom coming from his tent, rejoices like a champion to run its course. At the end of the sky is the rising of the sun. To the furthest end of the sky is its course. There is nothing concealed from its burning heat. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, As was, it was in the, in the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. To enlighten the world, Father, you sent to us your word as the Son of Truth and justice shining upon mankind. Illumine our eyes that we may discern your glory in the many works of your hands. The, the vaults of heaven, heaven ring with your praise, praise O Lord. Lord. A reading from the book of Jeremiah. When I found your words, I devoured them. They became my joy and the happiness of my heart, because I bore your name, O Lord God of hosts. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing a new song to the Lord. Give him the praise that is due. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, 
The dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Let us pray. Our Savior has made us a nation of priests to offer acceptable sacrifice to the Father. Let us call upon him in gratitude. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Christ, eternal priest, you conferred the holy priesthood on your people. Grant that we may offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to the Father. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. In your goodness, pour out on us the fruits of your Spirit. Patience, kindness, and gentleness. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. May we love you and possess you, for you are love. And may every action of our lives praise you. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. May we seek those things which are beneficial to our brothers without counting the cost. To help them on the way to salvation. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Almighty Father, you have brought us to the light of a new day. Keep us safe the whole day through from every sinful inclination. May all our thoughts, words, and actions aim at doing what is pleasing in your sight. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. The Lord has also brought us to the light of a new week. I hope it's a great one for you. Morning Air is coming up with John and Glenn in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.